0: Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. in boys and girls welcome back to another exciting episode of through the coin talk today is november 20th 2020 and yeah we're talking about bitcoin getting the nod from BlackRock. uh this day has come and i never thought that i would see it uh quite frankly i was livid (laughs) i just couldn't believe it when i saw this um okay before we get into that we got to recap a couple things because there's been a lot of fiat maximalists shilling around the globe lately remember last week ray dalio went on cnn told it or no not cnn he went to google and told everybody bitcoin's not real (laughs) it's going to be regulated ignore it well this week this week this wednesday actually freaking jamie (laughs) diamond jp morgan goes in front uh of this you know virtual summit and tells everybody Bitcoin's gonna get regulated. (laughs) Not knowing it already had been regulated back in 2018, right? So take a listen to what he says.
1: about it. It's a conversation actually that you and I probably began, frankly, three or four years ago. I asked you about Bitcoin, if you remember. We were on a stage together. And uh, back then, you said, I believe, that you were not a believer in Bitcoin. I think you're worried that the government uh, might not allow Bitcoin, but that you were a fan of cryptocurrency. It appears you've changed your mind. They want to know why. Walk us through what happened.
2: I don't know if I've changed my mind. We use the blockchain. We have the JP Morgan coin, which is a dollar-backed blockchain. You can move the money, split it into little pieces, go with the information. So we're a believer in that. We're a believer in cryptocurrency, properly regulated and properly backed. Bitcoin is k- kind of different, and that's not my cup of tea, and I, you know, I don't want to make news in this particular thing. I'm not really interested in Bitcoin. I'm interested in properly structured AML, KYC, helping people do things cheaply. The blockchain it sh- itself will be critical to letting people move money around the world cheaper. Right. That, that will absolutely be critical, and we're at the forefront of that. I, I, we, I, we, always, we always support the blockchain, by the way. That was never part of the Bitcoin comment.
1: So I, I appreciate the point you're making, but just to make the distinction. So you have not changed your position on Bitcoin. You, you, I mean, back then, you, I remember you, you thought that the government wouldn't, because it wasn't regulated, you thought properly. And I don't know if you ever thought it could be properly regulated. That was, that was the argument against it. Are you in the same place? My,
2: my, my experience with the government is they can regulate whatever they want when they feel like it. And, you know, Bitcoin is worth $200 billion, something like that. If it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it will be regulated. And so I'm, and, and by the way, around the world, it's already started to happen. It doesn't mean you can't buy yourself Bitcoin. There are a lot of very smart people who think that that 200 billion will be worth more than gold. You know, will appreciate more than gold or the U.S. dollar, or U.S. Treasuries, and let let them do that. I'm not. Right. That's just not my cup of tea. Okay.
0: Jamie, what are you doing? <laughs> Get on the train. Bitcoin has had a banner year, man. I mean, it's truly a milestone for Bitcoin. We went through a freaking pandemic and we came out the other side looking way better than we did before it. Get with the program, Jamie. Come on. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. It was it was literally seeing a person who is completely ignorant to technology and doesn't understand how Bitcoin works. It really upset me. It upset me more than than Ray Dalio last week. My heart was broken then, but I was upset this time. Well, lo and behold, guess what happened? Well, BlackRock is what happened, right? And we and we kind of knew because MicroStrategy bought five hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin, so we kind of knew that hey, BlackRock owns a portion of MicroStrategy. We kind of knew that, right? There had been a lot of talk about that in the Bitcoin space, but but the CEO of MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor, never came out and said that BlackRock was cool with what he was doing, right? Like no one, he went in like a dozen interviews, and not a single one of them. I don't, I don't even think Pomp asked him if if uh, BlackRock was okay with it, right? Because they owned a portion of MicroStrategy, so this left us questioning, and it was it was not really mentioned, right? But we kind of kind of thought, well. Maybe let's just wait and see. Well, lo and behold, what happens now? Take a listen.
1: Before you go, you had, you had alluded to the, the distinction between what's happened with the price of gold and Bitcoin, and and you said that you think it's moving towards Bitcoin. Is that a, a long term trend? Does that mean you're a, a Bitcoin bull? I asked, because we had talked to Jamie <laughs> Dimon earlier this week, who despite JP Morgan supporting crypto in a very big way and actually Bitcoin to some degree um, on Bitcoin itself. He seemed to think it's still very possible if it ever really reaches escape velocity and maybe it's getting closer as it it, it passes $18,000 uh, per Bitcoin, that the government actually would try to regulate
2: it. So, Andrew, I mean, I, I think, listen, I think cryptocurrency is here to stay and I think it is a durable and you've seen the central banks that have talked about digital currencies. I think digital currency and the receptivity, particularly millennials receptivity. Of, uh, of technology and cryptocurrency is real, digital payment systems is real. So I think Bitcoin is here to stay. I think, you know, do am I a, am I a Bitcoin bull? I mean, I don't do a lot of it or actually any of it in my portfolios, my, uh, my corporate portfolios, my business portfolios. But do I think it is probably, I, you know, it's hard to say, is it worth the price it's trading at today? But do I think it's a durable mechanism that, that you know, do I think will take the place of gold to a large extent? Yeah, I do because it's so much more functional than uh, than passing a bar of gold around. And uh, and by the way, the tracking.
0: So with that basically shut down everybody <laughs> uh it's it's range right now is 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 almost exceeding 18.8 k um we're going parabolic we went up like an elevator right after this um this is the biggest news of the year i, I know a lot of you are, are surprised by that statement but it's the truth BlackRock. And we talked about them all year long, which is kind of funny because that was not by accident. Uh, That was something that we were reporting and keeping track of. And when we were telling you that the Fed had given trillions of dollars to BlackRock earlier this year, it was it was a big financial conglomerate to keep track of. Right. Because what are they doing with our money? Found out they were investing in Chinese securities. That was a whole thing. Anyway. With all that being said, you have Ray Dalio, you have JP Morgan in a span of a week, both coming up and telling everybody that Bitcoin's going to get regulated. And what does BlackRock do? They make it a point to show up on CNBC and tell everybody, no, it has a future. And no, it's digital gold and it's better than gold. That just basically told both of them to stop talking, <laughs> right? So what you're seeing right now, ladies and gentlemen, is a financial conglomerate like BlackRock giving the nod to Bitcoin. And now there are three seats left. Remember a long time ago when I used to talk about how you have Fidelity already invested into Bitcoin and crypto? Yeah, we only have, we only have a few people left here. There's, there's not enough room for all of these big conglomerates. Right. Fidelity Management and Research Company own trillions (laughs) of, of, of financial holdings underneath them. So Fidelity sat down. BlackRock has just said, we're giving the nod. But to me, that sounds like they're sitting down. At that point, that leaves the Vanguard Group, Capital Research, Edgewood. I mean, Northern Trust. There's only Citibank. There's only so many more that can sit down. And I would even say, if you look at PayPal and who owns PayPal, the Vanguard Group owns 7.68% of PayPal. BlackRock owns 446 So Fidelity owns 387 So if you look at this, you can kind of see what's going on behind the scenes, right? If you follow the money, you can kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. And to me, what I'm seeing going on behind the scenes is like, oh, wow. OK, BlackRock just gave the nod. Right. When does somebody representing Vanguard Group give the nod? Who knows? But that's coming. Now, <laughs> I want to talk about the price, but I think I'm going to save that for Coin Talk because uh, uh, there's a chart I want to talk about. There's there's a lot there. I really want to focus on this here for a second because I, I think this is really important. This is a big deal. <laughs> Again, I'm going to say this. This is a big deal. This is something that we've been waiting for so long. Uh, validation. Uh, and I hate to say it like it's kind of sad because you see how corrupt the world really is <laughs> when you have the biggest financial conglomerate saying that they're they're giving the nods to Bitcoin. And then everybody in crypto Twitter and everybody in the crypto YouTube space, including myself, is like, yay, yay. It's bittersweet at the same time. Right. But at the same time, it does give us give people like myself, people like you who are holding Bitcoin relief right if if blackrock would have came out today and say and say yes we're anti bitcoin yes it's going to be regulated i would have been a little bit more scared um i would have been like okay this is not good <laughs> right um this is not a good thing right uh what do we do from here <laughs> and start looking at how we're going to wiggle around here cuz there's that's a big conglomerate saying no. Uh, and then it's possible they're saying no just because they want to, uh, you know, not tell anybody they're buying it. Um, but I'm realizing now as we move forward, you're seeing you're seeing a division between fiat maximalists and this new age of digital assets. Right. And of ma- I, would, I wouldn't even call them maximalists. I would just say people that are looking towards the future and then people are trying to keep it the same. And you're starting to see that happen here with money. Um, I think JP Morgan will get on board. I think it's just a matter of time. Goldman Sachs already is on board, quite frankly. If you look at what was just announced today, Brian Brooks, <laughs> one of our one of my favorite people in the entire world this year. Um, he's he's like the beacon of light that keeps shining in this in, in, in this inevitable decentralized watchtower that I'm looking at from a distance, and he's pointing the way forward guess what he announced today? He announced that he's proposing a rule preventing national banks from discriminating against businesses based on factors other than risk. Basically, that means that cryptocurrency firms and money services businesses have trouble accessing banking services no more. How many times in 2017 did we try, did anybody try to buy Bitcoin with their bank at that time? And, and the bank told them, no, I actually had to make An entirely new (laughs) because before then I used to buy it on local Bitcoin exchange, but I had to make an entirely new bank get with an entirely new bank just to buy crypto and Bitcoin at that time. It was nuts, right? So this is what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying is there's a scenario now where Bitcoin has the path forward. You even have people leaving breadcrumbs where it can follow it. And this leads me to probably, the biggest thing that I really don't want to talk about. <laughs> I really hate talking about this because I, I don't want to talk about things that have nothing to do with Bitcoin or crypto. But as we move forward here in uh, um, December and January, I need to start getting you to realize what's ahead because this is going to come very fast. And we knew this was happening. We knew there was going to be a dump. We just didn't know where. And I think I kind of figured that out today. Before I get into that, though, I'm going to let you listen to Mike Novogratz, the biggest Bitcoin bull in the space. He went on CM. He went no, he went on CNN today. This is how big Bitcoin has gotten. <laughs> he went on CNN to talk about Bitcoin, which is crazy. It's CNN, <laughs> like like what's going on? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It, it really, it's like your local news talking about Bitcoin. Anyway, it probably will show up tonight. Who knows? Take a listen to Mike Novogratz on CNN.
3: To me about the halving as well and the impact that's likely to have. Because if it means that miners get less reward in terms of Bitcoin, do they go mine something else? But that equilibrium to find an equilibrium will surely take some time. Well, listen, there's two the technical side of it is really simple. It's just less selling pressure, right? right. So they're less miners have less points to sell and so less supply. Uh the story though, right? Bitcoin. It is a story, and right now we have this amazing tailwind because of the macro situation globally. Right, we've got quantitative easing on top of quantitative easing uh, uh, on top of quantitative easing all over the world, not just here in the U.S. Uh, today, the Fed is going to start buying, you know, ETFs, uh, and so on. The flip side, the having is really quantitative tightening, and so you've got this exclamation point. On the, on the, the story of what a scarce asset does, you know, what a monetary system with scarcity looks like vis a vis, uh, or in contrast to what the Fed is doing. And so it really is just this perfect timing really for what looks like a macro story that people are thinking I should have one to 2% of my portfolio in this Bitcoin because the probability or possibility that things go really poorly, uh, with classic monetary fiat monetary policy is rising
0: so just to
3: an investor who has never invested in crypto before you're just saying look the the risk reward here of simply having even just 1 or 2% invested of your money in crypto assets like bitcoin is you know that your downside is it goes to zero your upside potentially limitless in a world where there's lots of money printing going on yeah. You know, one thing I learned both in 1997 back in the Asian crisis mm. and then in 08 is when you have these p- paradigm shifts, uh, things happen that you don't think could happen. Like who would have thought oil could have traded negative? Uh, but it did. Or swap spreads could go negative. I mean, before 08, we didn't think swap spreads could go negative. And so with the kind of fiscal response that we're getting, and I think we're going to continue to get, and I'll get to that in a second, um, The dollar as a reserve currency, no one thought it was really at risk for 10, 15 years. That could change. Um, Listen, coming out of 08, we had a lot of these same conversations, not around Bitcoin, but around gold, right? It was going to be the great inflation. And instead, we got a decade of deflation. Uh, The one thing I think is a little different is the response that came out of 08 politically was this fringe party called the Tea Party that said, no, 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 Mr. Obama, you can't spend any more of our money. And so we had this long tension of the Fed having to do a lot because fiscal wouldn't do anything. Well, listen, Donald Trump swallowed and, and spat out the Tea Party, right? They don't exist. Uh, there is no fiscal conservativeness on the Republican side. And the, the fringe party, if you want to call them fringe, that's coming out of this movement, looking at the 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 rich-poor gap, the inequality gap, quite frankly, is is AOC. It's yeah, the, on the it's left. The yeah. And so I just think you know, right now we've got an extra $600, you know, for unemployment insurance out of the federal. It feels pretty good if you're unemployed to be making $25 an hour. Uh, Is it going to be pay off the college debt? Is it going to be free college? And so now that the fiscal doors are blown wide open, I think we're going to have a hard time closing those barn doors this time. And so, you know, we could just have this giant fiscal orgy uh, monetized by the Fed. That's harder to stop. And that's where you get the and at first, we're going to have a deflation where we can really get the debasement of our,
4: our currency.
0: So I want to bring up something and I, I bring this up because I want to get you to understand what's going on behind the scenes. I'm not trying to bring you down after giving you great news today. <laughs> I really just want you to, to be ahead of the curve when it comes to everything that you're trying to do out there. Um, that's my job, right? It's, it's that simple. Um, it was announced this week, actually, uh, yesterday, that what the Fed is doing, uh, injecting liquidity the way it has been since the pandemic uh, started here on March 12th, uh, The Treasury is looking to force the Fed to shut down those key programs at the end of the year. Yeah. Party over. So check this out because there's actually I have a letter from it. It goes really in depth. So I'm just going to give you a high overview so you can understand what's going on. And like I said, I really hate talking about this because I feel like it has really nothing to do with, you know, Bitcoin or crypto. But it really does when you start looking at it from. BlackRock's point of view now, because it's it's directly tied to how they get their liquidity and how the Fed is investing. So that's why we're talking about it today. Um, so just remember that. So this is coming from Barat Ramadi. He's, he's a very insightful person. He is the member in Congressional Oversight Commission and managing director of what's going on here with the Roosevelt Institute. So this guy knows his stuff. He says that Secretary Mnuchin, he's the the Treasury, right, claims that congressional intent was to halt all new loans at year end. And the CARES Act doesn't say that. At a minimum, the Fed can continue to make loans using the $195 billion in equity Treasury has already committed. But some some people in Congress are mandating that programs expire at the end of this year. So what the Mnuchin is doing, he's looking to hobble what the Fed has already kind of created. If you remember back in, I think it was April, May, everybody was like, oh, yeah, the Fed has a bazooka and they can keep printing money. Well, how that works is that that monetary policy that was there here in 2020, the Fed was capable of lending hundreds of billions of dollars to non-banks and therefore felt comfortable lending that money itself. Now, the logic, though, at that time, myself included, a lot of y'all included, remember that if the market didn't lend money to those companies, the Fed would. Either way, they were going to pump the shit out of the stocks and everybody was going to be happy because there was a a nice boom in the in the financial markets, whether it reflected what's going on in the in the real world. Now, the programs worked exactly as intended. Right. There is no doubt about that. We're seeing. We're seeing exactly how bitcoin is performing right now we're realizing that a lot of institutional interest is jumping in right now now big picture right what the what the treasury did by giving the fed fiscal policy and kind of blurring almost blurring the lines of monetary policy a lot of the fed programs got announced this spring but were possible only because they were approved by the treasury right and they promised to cover any cost in the event that they ended up losing money Now the Treasury and Mnuchin is now attempting to force those programs to expire at the end of the year, just weeks before Biden takes office. This new administration would not be able to resuscitate any of these facilities without a new congressional authorization. So now the Fed, which will, you know, it appears are going to kind of issue something here soon and either say, hey, we're going to follow suit with these emergency facilities that were established. COVID time, pandemic time, and sorry, sorry, we're not we're not doing anything, but it's possible that Mnuchin is going to get his way and they they will stop on on December 31st. Now I know with a lot of this, with the world that we're in right now, it's all about, you know, let me see the letter. Well, I'll, I'll paste it here in the show notes so you can take a look. It's actually from the treasury.gov website. And it shows (laughs) uh, it shows uh, Mnuchin sending a letter to Jerome Powell, telling him basically that to stop all these facilities on December the 31st. Ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin's going to (laughs) crash. It's not going to crash like, you know, back down under 10K, but we are going to fall back down to at least 13, 12, 14K, somewhere around there. We'll talk about more about this here coming in Bitcoin in, in December. But I wanted to give you a little taste of what's ahead. So if you haven't, you know, taken something off the top already, might not. It might. might it might not. It might not be a bad idea right now. I'm just letting you know. Uh, personally, I've already taken some off the top because I, I feel like once I saw this, it was just like, okay, cool. Um, I already know what's going to happen now. Bitcoin fund is going to be over, and when when this spreads around, because it's not spreading around right now because we're early and we're always early, (laughs) mind you, when this starts spreading around, people will realize, okay, uh, we need to jump out. This is going to force a lot of people to jump out of stocks, jump out of everything. They're going to blame it on whatever they blame it on. But in reality, this is what's going on behind the scenes. And I'll post a, a, a link to that letter in the show notes. It's crazy. It's crazy how the world really works, right? When you really dive into it okay with that let's get into coin talk that's right let's do it It's time for coin talk, my favorite part of the day. Yours too, I'm sure. But before we get into that, we got to talk about just just a couple things. Uh, I love talking Bitcoin and crypto, like probably better than anybody. Today, I literally was getting phone calls from all over the place, friends, family of friends, old coworkers. Just it was a great day. Everybody was wanting to know what I thought was going to happen with Bitcoin. It was one of those days and it doesn't very really happen very often, but it was one of those days where you get your friends, everybody starts calling you out, like, okay, car, what's going on with Bitcoin? What's this? You know, I had to shill the the subscription, <laughs> so I've been shilling that all day. <laughs> but in reality, I told him the same thing. I'm telling y'all that hey, we're we're seeing a rise right now, but yes, it's gonna fall. Um, I didn't give them this in-depth stuff, but I did tell them that it'd probably be best if you're if I'm telling everybody that I know it'd probably be best if you invest in January and wait for the dip. Cause it's, it's the only people that are buying right now are the people that are FOMOing in. Um, and it's good when you recognize that. That's what happens when you stay in the space long enough. You recognize stuff like that. Anyway, I want to talk about one other thing. Cause that was a lot of fun today. And I was on the phone all day with friends and family, but uh, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of uh, emails uh, uh, from many different people from, from, you know, from, from men, uh, from women, uh, of all nationalities, right? Because this is a worldwide podcast, right? Uh, If y'all didn't know that, it is. I talk a lot about, you know, US-centric kind of stuff, but we're a worldwide podcast. I think some of the podcasts that I listen to that are You know, Bitcoin or crypto related, they tend to focus too much on what's going on with the states. Uh, And I try to make sure that we're covering everything around the world. Right. Just so you can get a good global view. That's Why we talk a lot about China, and what's going on there. Uh, Digital renminbi. Actually, I do need to tell you that we're going to be doing uh, Thriller Insider. Hopefully I can get it out before Thanksgiving on The Great Reset. Uh, I think I think people that are really interested in finding out how this is going to play out over the long term. We'll be interested in that, and yes, it's it's around Bitcoin, but it's talking about how this this great reset is upon us, and and how this narrative is getting kind of chilled in a lot of different uh, avenues right now, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. When whenever, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to. Uh, micromanage i guess or or to say i don't like input because i do i love everybody's input and i can learn from so i've actually learned so much from y'all who email into me more so than i've learned just by like going through crypto twitter right because hearing from y'all tells me exactly what's going on because there's stuff i miss uh there's there's that's why i love our telegram like so many people are constantly like putting stuff in there. And it's usually stuff I don't even know of, or they'll PM me, you know, on Telegram and say, hey, check this out. Do you hear about it? I'm like, dude, post that <laughs> in, in our chat, like share that with everybody, right? Uh anyway, so I get emails, stuff like that, Twitter, DMs, all that stuff, all over the place. I learned so much from y'all. So thank you. I, I've I've made it, I've made it a very clear stance and, and I've and I've and I've talked about it in the past. And I'm I'm gonna make it more clearer today. When it comes to politics and when it comes to all of that, I don't really, I don't bring it up. Quite honestly, with Bitcoin and crypto and Ethereum and everything like that, those are the, the divisions I really talk about. Like the Ethereum division with Bitcoin, like those are those that's as, that's as political as it gets here on this podcast. <laughs> Quite frankly, you know, whether you're a Bitcoin maximalist or Ethereum maximalist or car, you're going on both sides. Now you're playing both sides. And I've gotten those emails too. And I've had people, I've had people, you know, get upset because oh, you're, all you're doing is shilling Ethereum. What's going on with you. I'm out. See you later. You know, uh, I get it. I get it all. I get, I get it all. I don't talk about it on the podcast because I, I know how everybody is. And I, and I say, you know, to each their own, you know, hopefully they, hopefully they would realize like, no car looks at everything uh, as an investment. <laughs> he could care less, you know, how this is going to, play out long-term and whether your feelings are going to get hurt because he's looking at the hard data and that's it, right? If the hard data tells me something's going, then something's going, right? Uh, It just happens to be Bitcoin is the one that's going. (laughs) So we're talking a lot about Bitcoin lately. Uh, Wait until next year when he gets probably like February or May, we'll start talking about Ethereum again. And people will be like, what happened to all the Bitcoin talk, Carl? I'll be like, this is Ethereum's time. We're talking about (laughs) Ethereum. If Cardano was pumping, we'd be talking about Cardano, Anyway, y'all understand I know y'all understand Because a lot of y'all have told me you understand that Anyway, with all that being said When it comes to like regular politics Like worldwide politics We really don't talk about that The only time we ever reported is whenever it's going to affect the price of Bitcoin It just so happens that this year And I I feel like when we did the podcast In 2016 No, we didn't have the podcast in 2016 Oh yeah, we didn't We, We were just on Anchor in 20s. Yeah. So in early 2017 we were just on anchor, so Trump was already president at that time. I didn't even think about that. No wonder I didn't have to go through this. <laughs> anyway, th- there's been a lot of people that have been emailing me about, you know, why am I only covering so and so or so and so in relation to Bitcoin and crypto. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not picking sides. <laughs> you cannot going to force me to pick a side. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you right now, you can bait me all you want. <laughs> I'm not going to pick a side one way or another because quite frankly, y'all like and I'll talk about more about this here and, and I'm going to release a if you really want to understand my mindset when it comes to all that stuff, go listen to our our new show that we launched this year called Birth Crypto Death. Go listen to that. I'm going to release an episode right after this, uh, because if you're really interested in, in what I think about everything, well, then go listen to that and I'll talk about it there but on this podcast, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just not, it's, it's not going to happen. You can't bait me, can't bait me into taking one side or another. Even my wife gets mad at me, you know, cause in our regular life, she'll, she'll ask me, why can't you pick it? I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because this is a, a financial Bitcoin crypto podcast. Like it has nothing to do. I, that's what I'll tell you this when when i when i used to be a listener of podcasts and i and i still do but when i used to be a heavy listener of podcasts back in the day i used to hate i used to hate it i used to hate it when people would talk about politics and i'd be listening to like a tech podcast or i'd be listening to a sports podcast it would bug the crap out of me and then therefore you get an opinion of that person and their politics and you either agree with them or you disagree with them or potentially you you get infuriated And then you unsubscribe. That's not what I'm trying to do here. (laughs) You know, quite frankly, I want everybody to stay subscribed. Right. It's been such a magical time right now for Bitcoin and crypto that for the first time in probably four years, we have finally been able to keep afloat like this podcast. We've been afloat for a couple months now. And it's great. Like you know, one day we'll be profitable, <laughs> but for the longest time we were always, we were just never like, you know, staying afloat because it, it this is, it takes a lot of money to run this podcast. It might not seem like it. It might seem like we're working with interns like, uh, like Javier and Jorge, but I'm telling you, like it, 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 it does take money to, to run this podcast. It's a pretty expensive podcast. Anyway, uh, we got a new mic too. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I'm not going to pick politics guys. I'm just not, I'm, I know everybody wants me to, and I get it. And I know right now is such one of those, one of those years, man, I get it. I get it. Uh, one of those years where it's just like, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's just a troubling year for all of us, myself included. Right. I might talk about how much, uh, you know, Bitcoin I made this year and, and all that, but you know, at what cost, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, yeah, it's, it's, if I, if, you, if I, if I, I'll get personal on birth, crypto death, I will, cause that's a behind the scenes podcast. Like if you want to know my inside life on, on everything, like what I do, what's my favorite drink or something like go listen to that birth, crypto death. And, and you can hear all that stuff, find out more about what, what car is, who, what he does. Um, and if there's interest there, then cool. Like, that's awesome. That's cool. People are wanting to get to know me better. That's cool. But if you if you want to stick to facts and hard data and my research and analytical mind and focus primarily on Bitcoin and crypto, I'm the guy for that. And don't worry about politics. I'm not going to talk about it. You know, I could care less. I'm going to focus on Bitcoin and crypto. And that's going to be where we headed with this podcast, with this subscription. So Quit baiting me (laughs) via email. (laughs) Let's stick to everything else. And if you want to get my insight into all that, I don't know why you would want to, because I feel like everybody has an opinion already. And it's like, it's already, I don't know. But some people are interested in that. If you are birth, crypto, death, that's the the show for you. It's free. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it and you can listen to all that stuff. And quite frankly, like, um, I, I honestly think like, to make to make these and this is this is not coming from me there's somebody wiser than me to make financial moves and to live live out a very or to seek out I should say to seek out a prosperous life and when it comes to how you see financial markets and where everything's headed you can't be stuck in the politic game of life right Cause there's always going to be that around you. If you want to be prosperous in life, you really have to set that aside and move forward with how to make your best investments. And sometimes those investments, and it's not an apolitical stance or not. It's, it's literally saying like, no, this is where I want to be in my future. This is what it's going to take me to get there. And this is how I want to invest it. Right. And you can have that path and that could lead you there without taking a stance on politics right so that's what i'll just say i'll leave you with that and and kind of think about that because i think i think what keeps a lot of us you see and this is going to be a hot take so people are not going to like but i think what keeps a lot of us no i'll save that for birth crypto no i'll save that for that podcast anyways follow follow suit with what you believe in follow suit with what you think are your tried and true investments and go with that but uh yeah, I would say there's always going to be this around you. And then I told you from the beginning, this is going to be one of the worst decades in history. I started off the first episode of this year telling you this could be the worst decade in history. And you're still asking me to pick a side. I'm not going to pick a side, not on this podcast, not going to happen. So I'm telling you, it's only going to get worse. From here. And I mean this, I mean this with like all sincerity and love. Okay. With that, let's get into, oh, wait. We gotta roll the disclaimer because uh because old uh SEC chairman uh what's his name? I already forgot his name, he has he hasn't even been gone that long. Clayton, Jay Clayton, I'll never forget his name. He's out. The guy is out, he's leaving already. He's packing up, you know, go for Turkey Day and everything. He's out. <laughs> so we gotta roll the disclaimer one more time. Remember, Podcast is not give financial
4: advice. He cannot have a future, even if he's is a
0: dude. The world a Man, I love talking Bitcoin. <laughs> I love talking Bitcoin. I've been talking Bitcoin all day, y'all. All day I've been talking about it. Quite frankly, I couldn't wait to get off of work and talk about Bitcoin today. It was a lot of fun i even hit up jorge and javier and said who's coming on the show to do the thriller coin talk the biggest thriller coin talk of the year who's coming on and javier came on
4: one more time,
0: oh yeah time. Let so javier so let's free. do it one more time baby so one more time <laughs> It's
4: awesome. Let's
0: go, Bitcoin. Let's go, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. I love it, Javier. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's make this the best coin talk of the year. Let's do this. Let's go, let's go for the gold now. Let's go for the gold. Uh, I should also mention, there's going to be a lot of commotion this episode, this 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 particular part of the show. So if you're, if you're in a crowded area, uh, if we're blasting out there, you might want to put on the headphones. You have been warned. You have been warned. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to talk about charts. And I do want to talk about the dump. And I do want to talk about all of that. But you know what? Let me give you some Ethereum news. <laughs> no, 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 this is good. This is good and it's gonna be quick. I promise. It's just a it's just a, it's just a quick shot of Ethereum news so you know what's going on with Ethereum. <laughs> just real quick. We'll get right back to Bitcoin. Um, and I came up with the idea behind Ethereum. This idea of a Ethereum's up, right? It's it's $516. I've been telling you all year, we're gonna get to this height right before. December 1st, the contract address, all that stuff. Yes. And I, I go back and listen to these old Ethereum shows where I told you that this is part of how Ethereum becomes, uh, this is how it gets to 6,000, 7K. This is how, this is what happens, right? Deposit contracts going to get released. A lot of Ethereum's going to get funneled into there. A lot of, A lot of it. I'm talking about a lot of it. We've even done the math. Go back and listen to those shows. Ethereum's Golden Spiral. Listen to that show goes it goes really in depth on it with all that being said ethereum's going up it's going to continue to go up here in the short term so watch out for that and then what 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 other big news came out was little yachty he's like one of the biggest (laughs) you're like now you're doing mtv news no he's one of the biggest uh you know hip-hop drop
2: that shit, man i'll
0: be going guys in the space and he literally gonna launch its own coin so that that was another thing that caused it to jump up in price perfect it's gonna be a social coin okay and then the next big piece of news is that we went from 2000 eth deposited on a a daily basis since the 16th of november to now it's 22,000 eth deposits you looking fine (laughs) holy shit you grew so (laughs) yeah so people are ramping up the eth that they're depositing on a continual base, continuous basis. So by the time we get to December first, it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get rampant here pretty fast. So Uh, if you're playing the ponies, well, there's over $20 million bet a day at any single racetrack in North America. Of course you're here at Delmar, which is one of the most beautiful racetracks anywhere in the world. And the odds are not set at the racetrack. You're playing against all the other people that are gambling on the races. So you just want to be smarter than the next person. It's not like Vegas where the odds are set. You just have to be smarter than the next person. You know what I mean when I say that? Uh, yeah, it's not looking like a bad short-term play here. Uh, quite frankly, uh, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if we see $700 before the end of the year with ETH. Okay, that's your ETH news for today. <laughs> we'll talk We'll talk more about it uh, at a later date. Uh, but yeah, that's your ETH news for today. Okay, let's get back to Bitcoin because this is what everybody cares about. Now, quite frankly, when I gave you my Bitcoin in November, I gave you a conservative take on it. I wasn't trying to be one of those crazy people that gives you like a crazy... Um, you know, price on what Bitcoin was going to be. I said 17K and I said, this is where I see it. This is where I see it going by the end of the year. Boy, was I wrong, but good, (laughs) but a good wrong. You don't want to be wrong, bad, right? Uh, I I didn't want to say we get to 30K and we don't get there. That's just, that's just dumb. And investing it in Bitcoin. Now we've blown past 17K. We're at 18.9 right now. And it looks like we're going to cross 19K. And I think if we keep going in this trajectory, ladies and gentlemen, we could be hitting, we could be not hitting, we could be touching 20K by Sunday. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. We look at trading shots chart. It's looking like that's a bigger possibility. He actually thinks, and this is kind of cool. He actually thinks we're actually going to see what looks like a little dip here for the weekend. And, but we're going to maintain this $1,900 level for the weekend and then he doesn't see us hitting over 20 until thanksgiving this is what this is what trading shots going and quite frankly he's she who knows they're pretty right often <laughs> more times than not than, than they're wrong right um so if uh, this is what i'm thinking now because i was my initial headspace was like, OK, December 7th through the 15th. This is where I'm seeing the run up to 21K. I'm going to go ahead and keep that. I'm not going to take that back because I do think we're going to see a run up from from. I do think we're going to see, you know, all time highs between that between that range. There's no way I'm a week late. I'm sticking with my guns, ladies and gentlemen, but trading shot is seeing it a week early. And if you remember, that's what that's what I told you. I think I had said that in Bitcoin November. I said we're going to see a massive spike. If we're going to see a spike, it's going to happen between December seventh through the fifteenth. This is when we'll see the spike into either twenty k or seventeen k at that time. That's what I said, right? I'm still sticking with that. I think we are going to see that. Now, with all that being said, I definitely think that we are going to we are going to get a dump. You know, I do think that's going to happen. I th- I think we are going to get a dump. Now, when that happens, it's really hard. It's really hard to tell you. Uh, that's why I've already pulled, you know, I I realized like, I'd rather be, I'd rather be, I'd rather be safe. You know, th- when, and let me tell you just from my, um, let me tell you just from my point of view, right? Because that's all I can give you. When when Bitcoin went up to 20K the last time in 2017, uh, 2018, I didn't pull. I didn't. I waited. I waited like a dummy. Right. And one of my biggest regrets was not pulling. And so what I did is this time I didn't pull all my Bitcoin, but I pulled the amount that I knew that I was going to sell. And I already had planned. I told you I had planned this back in October Back in September, I was going to pull a certain amount of my Bitcoin holdings. And that was just going to be, you know, my fun money to spend for the holidays, my fun money to help my family, like stuff like that. Right. And and I was totally cool with everything. Um, I went ahead and did that uh, this week. And quite frankly, I, I don't see why there's people out there telling you not to do that. Like solidify those gains, because quite frankly, when we get to January, and let's say, hypothetically, this thing falls through with Mnuchin and he's able to to drop all those facilities for the Fed. That's a risk. <laughs> like, that's a big risk. Um, if that happens then you're going to see a lot of stocks fall, you're going to see the markets, uh, you know, you know, basically uh, appropriate what they think is, you know, stronger holdings, maybe move to cash. It's just that's just going to happen uh, naturally. We saw that happen on March 12th. So that was another reason, too, where I was like, okay, I think this is I think this is it. This is where I'm going to pull it. And quite frankly, it's not that I don't want to pull at 20K. It's just that I told myself that 17K is where I'm going to pull from. So I've already done all of the like math of how much I was going to pull and how much is going to be at that time. And yeah, I've already done that. So I'm cool with it. I pulled at 18. So that's even better. Right. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm cool with that it's probably going to run to 20 K by Sunday. Right. Or maybe it'll wait until Thanksgiving, like trading shot is saying. And then if I pull then like, cool, but what if it doesn't? Right. What if, what if I'm too early or not too early? What if I'm too late by then? Right. What if Thanksgiving comes and there's a big old dump right before Thanksgiving? If you remember back in 2018, Back in 2018, that's exactly what happened. We dumped right before Thanksgiving. So yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just trying to make sure that you know that there is gonna be a dump. And when people say there's not gonna be, that's just hopium. Bitcoin always goes down. Bitcoin goes up as, as immediate as it goes up, it goes down. And I'm not saying it's gonna crash because it's not gonna crash. It's not gonna crash back down underneath 10K. I wish it would, <laughs> you know, I wish it would go any 10k. I don't think it's going to go any 10k, but I do think we're going to get to 13 or 14k, quite frankly. Right? We have a lot of we have a lot of very we have a very hard uh resistance, I guess, line here at 15.2. Right? So that's what I'm trying to say like it's possible we break through that and go to 148 or even break through that and go back down to 136. So it That could happen. But I'm telling you, you're going to have time to buy back in. So there's not just don't think for a second like it's going to continue to go up and we're going to go up over the holidays and due to Christmas and into January 1st and January 2nd. It's going to go all time high. And then, no, (laughs) that's not how Bitcoin works. I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, There's a lot of up. Right. And when it's up, it's great. It's awesome. You know, and it's 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 amazing and that's what we're experiencing this week and hopefully next week into next week as well too um but it, it, just get ready for that dump um and the only reason i'm bringing it up now is because i i can kind of see that's a possibility here um because i might have been too i might have been too late on my projection for December 7th through the 15th for the all-time high i might have been i might have been too late and uh, according to what trading shot is showing, he's saying where we're going to get to 21 K, you know, right after Thanksgiving on December, December 1st, I was six days late, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you this now <laughs> so you can plan accordingly. Uh, and I think once we do get, you should see the cell wall, quite frankly, if you look, go, go and Google. Bitcoin cell wall, 20K. A massive rogue wave the size of a five-story building has sideswiped the boat. If you look at that cell wall that's happening right now on Kraken, holy smokes. If you ever... (laughs) Yes, there's a massive cell wall there. Uh, Hopefully we can gobble through it through Thanksgiving. But yes, there's a massive cell wall there. So just just remember... it's possible we we break over that cell wall and, and, and quite frankly, we get to 21, 22 K and I, I can solidify my 57.13 percent Bitcoin theory. <laughs> but quite frankly, I'd rather I'd rather not because, <laughs> you know, I, I don't need to be right on that. uh But it would be funny, though. Uh, I actually actually would be good because then we would know where we're going to be at by May. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is just be careful out there. Uh, And make plans um, and just be careful with what's going to happen and don't fall into the hopium phase. Uh, And this is why I'm I'm telling you now, because I'd rather, you know, now and then that way later I can be like, well, I I told you, you know, (laughs) I told you what was going to happen. And a lot of people will will uh, right now, if you go to crypto YouTube, everybody's going to say, oh, it's going to break through. And these are all newcomers because they don't know. They don't know. They don't know at all. They don't know that pain that comes from that. Um I know the pain. <laughs> I've seen it. I felt it. I went through it. Trust me, when it happens it sucks. And when you when you're ready for it, you just look like a genius. <laughs> so get ready for it. It's coming in January. And I think I think that's all I got for Bitcoin specifically. I do want to talk about some altcoins. A lot of people have been have been asking about what I think about certain altcoins. I'm telling you right now, I'm running with the scenario in my head that the future looks like a digital scarcity problem. And Bitcoin wins that every single time. Right. Because what's going to happen in Thanksgiving, if Bitcoin does get to 20K in Thanksgiving, we are going to see some alts rise. But it's not going to be a lot of alts. And I know some people want uh, XRP to rise. And I'm I'm right there with you. Let's see it rise (laughs) so Ripple can dump on you but uh, a lot of these a lot of these top 10 a lot of these top 10 um, cryptocurrencies are going to rise and that, and quite frankly it's because newcomers are coming into the space and they just don't know any better so be on the lookout for that that's a possibility you could you could be looking at a top 10 cryptocurrency. <laughs> you could be looking at top 10 cryptocurrency top 10 cryptocurrencies start getting a lot of volume Um, I do expect Chainlink to rise one more time, and it already has, uh, just because if there's one particular cryptocurrency that a lot of people have manifested into a reality, it's Chainlink. And like I said at the beginning, what was it, mid-summer, I told you, next year, if you really want to get the most bang for your buck by Bitcoin primarily, your second one would be Ethereum and your third one would be Chainlink. And that's why I said you just need those three. You just need those three if you want to become extremely profitable next year. And I, I left it at that. Cardano, it's at 12 cents. It's up, it's up two cents here in a matter of days. I expect them. I expect Coinbase to be announcing something. I expect Cardano to be announcing some big news here in December. And yeah, I'm ready to see what Cardano is going to do. I'm going to be extremely pissed off <laughs> if Charles doesn't deliver on that, but I ex- I'm expecting Cardano to at least get to 24, 25 cents Initially I was thinking 32, 36 cents and then selling, but now I'm like, oh, how good of a news can this be? I'm hoping that Coinbase announces their custody solution for Cardano here in the coming like couple weeks. If they don't announce it here in the couple weeks, um, then at that point I can see Cardano not making any kind of pump whatsoever. And then I probably will sell uh, just to make sure I get back into an allocated portion of probably, probably Ethereum. Um, what else, what else, what else I'm looking at. But um, that's pretty much it. And the reason a lot of people want me to say, what about these other altcoins car? Quite frankly, you know, I don't want to give bad advice when I know that there's a possibility of you buying it cheaper in January, you know? And that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of looking at now. I'm looking at Bitcoin. I'm looking at Ethereum. I'm looking at Chainlink. I'm looking at Cardano, as possible coins that t- that could run here in december um yes you could always have those top 10 cryptocurrencies run as well whether that be litecoin whether that be polka dot or whether that be bitcoin cash you know or even xrp for that matter but quite frankly i i just i'm just not willing to allocate to those i'm just not i just don't want any part of those even if xrp were to get to a dollar i just don't want a part of it <laughs> You know, I think it's just I think it's just such a, a, a just a, it's just too it's too hard to call on those, quite frankly, like it's just too. You, you're really you're really gambling on those, quite frankly, um, I will I will give you my altcoins for for pickup here in January, but a lot of them you already know, you know, a lot of them you already know. And there's some new coins that are hitting the space right now. And I haven't had a chance to haven't had a chance to look at them, quite frankly, just because I'm just focused on Bitcoin. I, I, I to me it's always it's always troubling to me whenever I hear new people coming into the space and they're like, what other good coins? And it's like it's kind of hard to to explain that to people that they kind of come in runs, man. Like if you really want to maximize your profit, you know, dollar cost average into Bitcoin, get a get a healthy stack of Ethereum. And 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 go long on Chainlink next year, right? Like that's what I would say, right? Um, if you want to go over like the five, six year, seven year term, start start buying some of these digital scarce assets like Litecoin, um, like Zcash, um, like the, basically what we talked about, you know, here on the previous episode for Thriller Insider. Like this is this is kind of my play now, where I'm looking at that and I'm realizing. Because honestly, and I'll probably talk about it more in The Great Reset, my mind's changing on how fiat currency is going to be utilized in the future. Um, And it's it's because I've had all these conversations today with multiple people. And the more conversations I have with people a lot smarter than me, I'm realizing like, okay, maybe there's an opportunity here that people aren't realizing yet. But we'll go into more on that with the Great Reset when I release that. Hopefully, this weekend I'm gonna to try to get it out before um, Turkey Day. But all that being said, if you if you <laughs> if you've been listening to us all year and you're not in the positive right now, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> like like you know everything I was saying you know over this past year was just like buy Bitcoin. We're gonna be at these levels. Don't worry. Buy Ethereum. We're going to be at these levels. I even was talking about Chainlink. I was like, buy Chainlink. We're going to be at these levels. Uh, Buy Cardano. We're going to be at these levels. Shit. That's one. So far, I've already hit three out of four. Right. Um, You know, so so I'm waiting for the fourth one. The fourth one's Cardano, uh, quite frankly. And if you remember, we hit like, we were like, what, five for seven or five for eight during DeFi season. Remember that? Like, that's what I'm saying. We we were hitting all those during the summer. Like, I know a lot of us made money during the summer. So, yeah, I mean, there are so many opportunities this year. Um, and now it's even more better because of Bitcoin. After after that, it's, it's kind of like, wow, how many more? <laughs> how many more do you want me to give you? Uh, quite frankly, I'm like, man, this is not easy stuff. You know what really grinds my gears? you know and i hate i hate those people who are like oh buy buy cosmos or or buy Filecoin." oh those are guaranteed rich i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> there's nothing guaranteed about cosmos their, their lead developer just left two months ago are you an idiot <laughs> like yes coin can go up because all because all rise with bitcoin but that is not a smart investment <laughs> like do a speck of research um uh, Quite frankly, I I would invest into Tezos before I invest into Cosmos, and that's not saying much about Tezos, right? Um, And and so it's like, people aren't doing any research, and when they give this advice, it's like, what are they talking about? I I see it on crypto YouTube all the time, and I'm like, what are you doing telling people to buy your bags for, like, that's just wrong, (laughs) at least whenever I talk about Uh, other cryptos besides Bitcoin I'm giving you exact proof of what's going to happen look at this look at this look at this like these are verifiable dates these are things that people have said not just coming from the project (laughs) but coming from other people outside of the project so that's where I'm just kind of like yeah so I, I see these other people promoting these coins and I'm like what are you doing giving bad advice like that's just wrong that's just absolutely wrong um you know they should be buying digitally scarce assets right now that's what they should be buying in a world of fiat currency where the money printer go burr at least for now yeah <laughs> all roads lead back to bitcoin and then when they when they finally get full when that road gets full guess what happens it starts getting disseminated into other roads that have a hard cap on them and guess what those hard cap cryptocurrencies are that's what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. I might be early on that, but I'm not wrong. You know, I might be I might be early on that information by telling you, but I'm not wrong.
1: And that people is what grinds my gears,
0: Tom. Grinds my gears. It grinds. It grinds my gears. And you know, I would love to go on anybody's Bitcoin podcast and and, and defend that because they're, they're they'll 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 look at me like I'm crazy, right? I'm already kind of ostracized from the rest of the Bitcoin crypto space. They don't look, they don't look or talk to car car scares them, right? He's an independent person. He scares them, right? He's somebody that doesn't follow the lines and, and shills tokens and, and shills companies and, and, and shills books that he, that he, that he's selling. Like, no, the only thing I'm shilling is my podcast, and I'm dead accurate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I'm shilling is my podcast, and my happens to be when you look into it, my interests align perfectly with my listeners. Yeah, go Bitcoin. Okay, with that, <laughs> with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Coin Talk is Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate every single one of you. Um, come by our telegram. Shoot me an email. I love it all. DMs. Doesn't matter. I love talking to you. You know, you can always reach me at carthillerx.com or find us, find out more information of what we do here on thrillerx.com. And remember, be careful this holiday season. Be safe. Drive safe. Just be careful. Bye Bitcoin. See the world. See you next time.
4: This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast
2: with Carr Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not
4: financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Car. And remember, buy a Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.